Thanks for listening to the Issue Podcast. If you like what you hear, then be sure to catch us every week on all streaming services. Make sure to follow our social media. All links can be found in the description of our episodes. And make sure you're emailing us your thoughts. Our email is theissuemailbox at gmail.com. Also, sign up for our newsletter. You can do that by going to our website that we have linked in the episode. All you have to do is put in your email and click sign up. Guys, don't forget to like, subscribe, share with your friends, and thank you for listening to The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is The Issue. It is Wednesday, September 1st, and it has been a while. It's been what about two weeks and some days now since our last episode luke and tim back it's been too long feels good yeah um little sickness there you're feeling better though and uh you're back without the without the taste without the smell but yeah yeah it's unfortunate it is what it is you get by you get by so loaded episode today getting back we have so many different things to get to we're going to start finish out the divisional predictions we left ourselves in a perfectly, uh, just a perfect just amount of time. Bar- barely enough time. Barely. To get that last prediction in before week one. So the AFC South uh, will be today, and then we will get into a rant. Oh my god, I have so, so much to talk about um, when it comes back to, like, to quarterbacks and, and, to be quite honest, myself being right. So it feels good. It feels good. And then after that, we're going to get into a break. Coming out of the break, little news on Cam Newton and the Patriots. Um, you know, that whole situation shocked me, it, and we'll get to why. It was a little surprising. And then, uh, you know, finishing out the episode with a little with a little game, Baker or, and a, and a list of quarterbacks who we would take, either Baker or somebody from that list, and uh, and we'll give you our reasoning why. But guys, go to our social media. Our Instagram is at the underscore issue podcast. Go give us a follow. Uh, you know, we're constantly posting on there, and especially this week, we'll have uh, a lot to get up. And then on Twitter, we are just at the issue podcast. Um, you know, so go check us out. Our link tree is in the bio in the Twitter, so you can get to basically all of our platforms, wherever we are, uh, from that link tree. So go there. A lot of show news coming out at the end of this week, I would say, on the next episode. We'll have. You know, something something cool to unveil in the beginning. Yeah, it'll and be, then, good. It'll uh, be good. I'm excited about that. Yeah, that'll be good. I, and then we'll just throw like a bunch of the show news in then that day yeah. too. Yeah. To come along with that. But um, no, let's get into it. Okay, so the AFC South predictions. So this was this was kind of tough because me and you went back and forth, like almost like against each other, right? We were like. Colts or Titans? Like, who's winning this division? It's a, it's a two-team race. Look, the, the bottom two are really bad. I think let's start there because that's kind of where the least amount of draw is, I guess. You know what I mean? I would say so. Um, let's get the, the bottom doors out of the way. Houston is a one-win football team. If they win two wins, I will be floored, right? I mean, we have them beating the Jets, and I honestly think the Jets might be a better football team. The only issue is the Jets can't stop the run. Yeah. They have nobody to stop the run nor get to the quarterback. And I... Surprisingly enough, like that's where the strength of Houston lies. Like they have a good, they have a good backfield, um, and even Tyrod Taylor is not a terrible quarterback, right? So no. if you can't stop the run, that's the only way that Houston is going to win. So I, I do think they beat the Jets. That's 
an atrocious football team. That's probably the worst football team in the league. Would you agree? I would 100% agree. Not just because of the lack of talent, but just because of the amount of noise. It seems like in the last two years, the, the noise that has come out of this Houston Texans organization has just been sky high. And they've almost been more of an annoyance than anything else. I think, if anything, people are just more fed up with them. Yeah, I don't even know who their head coach is. I know his name is David Culley. I've never heard of him prior to him getting hired, so I I mean, we'll see. It'll be interesting. Yeah, so um, a team that I actually have heard of their coach, Jacksonville. Everyone knows Urban Meyer. Everyone knows Trevor Lawrence, two big names. This team should be at least interesting just because of that. I'm a little bit nervous, though, because I don't know if Urban Meyer can do this. I really don't. He already looks like he's ready to quit. Like, like have you seen some pictures of him on the sidelines when they're getting destroyed by Jameis Winston and Marquez Callaway in New, in New Orleans? Like, how, did you see that? Yeah. He looked like he was he just defeated, defeated just morally. Yeah. It, it, it does worry me if he has it in him. Um, now, look, I, he's a very clever coach, and people are saying, like, you know, if anything, he should be able to hit on the draft considering he's a college guy and he knows a lot of these guys right now. Like, he recruited, you know, in the class that is Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields and, like, the, the, yeah. the rookies, Right. Right. Meanwhile, you drafted Travis Etienne way higher than you should have in the first round, and boom, he's already hurt and out for the year. So yeah. I don't. They I'm reached not, for I'm, him. I'm kind of like confused when I mean, we're saying Urban's strength is a draft. I thought he had a terrible draft outside of Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, he reached for Etienne. You're 100% right. And then, you know, there's still maybe that what if factor. What if he pops and he was a, you know, it was a good decision to move up and grab him? But look. With the wait a whole year to see that. It's it doesn't look good so far, and these types of injuries are you know not the easiest to come back from. The knee, right? Yeah, yeah. I just I, I don't like it, but um, I, that's that's a four maybe five win football team. I I think they beat Houston twice. I don't think that's really all that close. When you break it down, they have a better quarterback. They have a better head coach. Um, not by much, but they have better skill people. And defensively, it's fairly, you know, they're both very underwhelming. Um, so I don't think that's that much of a factor. Um, I think they beat the Jets. Just, again, I think they have a better quarterback. And coaching, it's, it's probably pretty equal to rookie head coaches, right? Um, and then Atlanta at home, that's kind of an upset pick that we're, we're picking there because I do like Matt Ryan. I like that offense. And I, I think Arthur Smith's going to be a good head coach, or at least average. Um, but that's kind of just a just an upset pick. Jacksonville at home over Atlanta. Atlanta going to Jacksonville. I'll feel great about. Yeah. And I mean, Atlanta is known to blow games that they should win. Yeah, I wouldn't bet on them. We're not, I mean, we're going to get into to more betting. Um, that We'll save that, actually. We'll save that announcement. But it doesn't matter. D- just don't bet Atlanta. Like, they, they do lose games that they should. Right. Um, that they should win. So, <clears throat> we'll see. Now, let's get to the top two spots. Like I said, me and you were jogging. We're like, Colts, Titans. I, I think Colts. You think Titans. And we were like, you know what? Let's just go through the schedule and see. Just see. <laughs> well, of course, they both ended 10-7. and 7. We think they're both ending 10-7. and 7. Let's go through the Titans first. So we have a 10-7 and 7 here. Let me grab this paper. All right. Titans, 10-7. and 7. The Seahawks early, That that's a loss. Like, I just... I don't know what I mean. The Seahawks are a much better football team, top to bottom. Absolutely, oh, yeah. coaching, quarterbacking, yeah. everything. Yeah. Then the Titans are going to go on a little bit of a streak, a little bit of a win streak there. Um, I think that they end up getting to like three uh, or like four and one or something like that. Then they have the Bills and the Chiefs back to back, I believe, if not back to back within like a three week span. Those are two losses. It's not even really that close in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then I think they're going to lose to the Colts. They're going to split with the Colts, so they're going to lose to the Colts at Indianapolis. Indianapolis is going to be able to run the football. They're going to be at home, comfortable. Um, they're not going to beat the Rams, and they're not going to beat the Steelers because in order to beat, in order for the Steelers to lose, they're going to have to give up like 200 yards on the ground, and that just isn't going to happen. Yeah, not with that defense. Yeah, the strength of the Titans is to run the football. The Steelers simply aren't going to let that happen, and they're going to be able to just once once the Titans abandon the run game, then you can just pin your ears back with the best pass rush in, in the NFL and get Ryan Tannehill. It just doesn't doesn't really make sense. And I do like AJ Brown, but he's never been known as like a great separating wide receiver. Like he doesn't get great separation. No, he's very good jump ball receiver. Great after the catch, he's a top five receiver in my eyes going into this year. Kind of a sleeper pick there, but um. I still don't think he's going to separate from any of this, the Steelers' uh, DBs. And then they're going to lose to the Niners. I think the Niners have a Super Bowl roster. They just need to figure out quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You, you you like this team a little more than I do. What do you think? I think when you take that running game into, into account, they're going to win a lot of games because of it. If not, they're at least going to wear them out. And it's going to look... They're going to be a great second-half football team. A great second-half football team because of that run. He's just not going to get tired. Yeah. I see it. I get it. Um, I would argue that the Colts have that same ability, though, with three really good backs. Right, You have Jonathan Taylor, you have Marlon Mack, you have Naeem Hines. I mean, that offensive line, they're going to be able to wear on people, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, again, I haven't losing to the Seahawks and the Rams much like I do the Titans. Um, I think they do lose the Titans at Tennessee because look, they're they're fairly even teams. I think the Colts are a little bit better overall with a better defense. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the, the Titans are good enough to absolutely win a game against against Indianapolis. Uh, the Colts are probably going to lose to the Ravens. I think you know if you if you took a list of the best ten players in that football game, I think the Ravens have about seven of them. Yeah, so. I'd probably go Ravens. Um, the Niners, like I said, that's a Super Bowl roster. They're ready to win now. I mean, they have the weapons. George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, um, a mirage of running backs in a Kyle Shanahan offense. Defense is great. They can rush the pass. They have decent guys in the back end. That's a roster that can win. They, they're going to beat the Colts. And then the Bills and the Bucks. those are two of the top three teams in the NFL. Period. Yeah. So now they're both 10-7. Who wins the division? So tiebreaker would go to the division record, right? Well, they're both going to have the same division record because they're both going to sweep the Jags and Houston and then then split. Split, yeah. So then I think the next thing that they go to is point differential. I'm like 90% sure that's what they go to next. Well, the Colts' defense is significantly better. Like they are going to allow – it's either point differential or points allowed. I know it has something – it's defense. It's something – I think it's defensive. I want to say it's points allowed, actually. Yeah, I don't think it's points scored. Either way, I think the Colts have, whether it's points spread or whether it's like point differential or whether it's um, points allowed, I think the Colts have a better defense, which is going to give them a better, you know, stat in that category. And so they're going to technically win the division at 10-7. and 7. Titans probably get a wild card spot as a 10-win team. That's it for our division. No, yeah. So now we get to the superlatives. Okay, so let's go, what, best... We'll start with best player. Let's just go best player. Uh, I'm going to go Derrick Henry. I mean, he was fourth in the top 100 for a reason. He's a freak of nature. Yeah. 
2,000 rushing yards twice now, or three, two or three times now. Um, he, he's kind of carrying that organization, right? Because everything that Ryan Tannehill is able to do is off of him, right? And so if he, you know, he's kind of carrying that organization a little bit. A hundred percent he is. I mean, that team is built around their run game. You take that out, Ryan Tannehill with no run game, I would assume is very much like a Ben Roethlisberger with no run game. Yeah, and just not not that great. Any quarterback that has to drop back too many times and does is has no complimentary run game is not going to be great. No. Like, um, okay, so what now? Best quarterback. Now this, the safe pick is Ryan Tannehill. The risky pick is if, if Carson Wentz is healthy. God, he's more talented. He's a bigger, stronger athlete with a better arm. And then there's the sleeper pick. What if Trevor Lawrence comes out and lights it on fire? Now, my issue with that is he's got nobody around him. Like, no, like nobody. He's throwing the lawn furniture. Yeah, yes. it's going to be bad. He's got no... His offensive line is so bad. Did you watch any of their preseason games? It, was, it wasn't good. He was oh. running for his life a lot. It, it's, it's painful to watch. So I would go... I'm going to go Ryan Tannehill. I think that's a safe pick. But I, I do, like I said, if Wentz is healthy yeah. and healthy for most of the year, oof, it's hard it's hard to not pick him as, as well. Okay, so um, so best defensive player. Hmm. I mean, the Houston doesn't really have anyone. Jacksonville has nobody. The Titans are so bad. I would say maybe Bud Dupree with the Titans. Maybe Bud Dupree with the Titans. I, I I'll probably go like Darius Leonard for the Colts. Really, really good middle linebacker, rangy, got weirdly long arms, so he's good in pass coverage. I'd probably go Darius Leonard. Okay. Um, what breakout or yeah. like a, like a sleeper pick? Yeah, sleeper pick. Um, okay. See, I don't think he's a sleeper pick, but my opinion on him is is a hot like a hot take. So I'll, he's going to be my sleeper. Is like I said, AJ Brown being a top five receiver. That's like my sleeper pick slash player to be. To exceed expectations, and I think he has high expectations. I think he'll exceed them, though. Even with Julio in that offense, I think it only makes him better. Yeah. Right? Like, I only think it it draws maybe the number one guy off of him. I don't know. He'll probably still get the number one guy, but he won't get doubled as much because he can't, he can't get doubled as much. Right. So just to run down through the division one more time, we have the Colts sitting atop the division at 10-7. and seven. Um, but not by much. Titans tied, but in second at ten and seven, and then the third place team, Jaguars at four and thirteen, and then Houston in the basement at a crisp and competitive one and sixteen. <laughs> they're so bad. Oh, they're so bad. I, I I feel pretty good about that. I really do. I think uh, the top two. If the Colts, if Wentz is healthy off rip, like they start off rough. They start off with like Seahawks, the Rams. The Titans, the Ravens, and the Niners, like all like fairly early. Mm-hmm. If Wentz is healthy, I think they win. We have them losing all five of those games. Yeah. If Wentz is healthy, they healthy. They probably win one or two of those. Right. And so I'm th- I'm sitting there. I'm saying, okay, maybe you know, eleven and six, twelve and five, but I, I can't do that. So you know, showing up today. Seemed pretty excited. You had a lot to talk about. Oh, and, and yeah. I, and I always know it's going to be a pretty good episode when you come in and you just get right to cranking it out. Like, you know exactly what you what you want to hit. So so let's hear it. Let's, the floor is yours. All right, all right. So I was saying earlier, I, I love to be right. Like, it's, it's good to be right. And 
I mean, everyone strives to be right. That's kind of the... I mean, we're very competitive people, yeah. Yeah. So remember, all you all you listeners that are also, like, following social media and, like, you know, keep track of that, you know that I historically have not felt good about Tua. I don't think he's a franchise guy. I think he's very average. I don't think there's a lot of special. There's not a lot of pop. I think he's a. I think he's 100% a trailer, not a truck. He can manage you. He can game manage you to victories all, all day. But he's not going to come from behind, down two touchdowns and win you games. He's not going to make plays that think, oh my God, he might be the only guy in the league that can do that. That That's the reality of the NFL. I don't need a guy that can manage games. Because managing games is for... Like that, that doesn't happen in the NFL. I need you to go win games. Period. You know, he's not a guy that's going to rifle the ball 65 yards down the field on a rope and hit a guy in stride. And I know you're going to say, well, that, that's a lot to ask of someone, right? Come back from two touchdowns, you know, be the best in the league and, you know, rifle 65 yards on, the, on a rope, right? No one could do that. No, but there is. The Dolphins are the front runner to get him, and his name is Deshaun Watson. I keep hearing two of this and two of that. Okay, okay. Well, let's, let's give him a chance, right? We are giving him a chance. Right? We're going to give him this year, probably. Most likely, he's going to have most of this year. But I'm telling you right now, he's not special. He does nothing that wows me, you, or anybody. He will undoubtedly be better this year than he was last year. Absolutely. I will concede that now. He's got a better coordinator, better weapons. He's had a full offseason. But realistically, right? Realistically, if Tua has a good year, he'll go out there and throw 25 touchdowns, 10 picks, pass rating, like low 90s, right? That'd be a good year for Tua. If that's the case, dude, the Finns will probably win like 11 games. Right, but my issue is, isn't that exactly what they just got rid of? Aren't those numbers like like slightly negligibly better than Ryan Tannehill in his time at Miami? I mean, they. let's see, right? Excluding Tannehill's rookie year, right? He's 22 touchdowns, 12 picks, 90 exactly pass rating. If that's two his year, the Dolphins win 11 games. And they'll be thrilled about it. About Ryan Tannehill stats. Bad Ryan Tannehill stats, mind you. If you wanted average quarterback play, Ryan Tannehill much would have sufficed. You know what I'd rather have, right? How about let's go with Deshaun Watson's 33 total touchdowns, excluding his rookie year again. 33 total touchdowns per year. Nine picks, 104 pass rating. That's what I'd rather. Right, now ask yourself where Tua would land, right? So, so, right, Deshaun's doing that, doing that. Look, Tua didn't eclipse 100 passing yards. 100 passing yards, right? Say that out loud. Tua did not eclipse 100 passing yards. Say it out loud, please, for me. In three starts. How is that possible? How is that humanly possible? Derrick Henry runs for like 200 yards on a weekly basis. You can't throw for over 103 starts. So, again, ask yourself where he lands in the ranking of just the AFC quarterbacks. So let's just, let's just, just take the AFC quarterbacks for right now, right? Well, I'll take every single AFC North quarterback. This is just going into this year, right? Just this year alone. I'd take every AFC quarterback, AFC North quarterback. I'd take every AFC South quarterback if it's Deshaun Watson, not Tyrod Taylor, though. And it's probably Tyrod, so I, you know, not Tyrod. I'd take every AFC West quarterback. Yes, I would take Teddy Bridgewater this year. This year, you put Teddy Bridgewater on the Dolphins, probably gives him a couple more wins. 
outside of Zach Wilson, I'd take Mac Jones and Josh Allen from the AFC East over him. Absolutely. Absolutely. So he's ahead of only Tyrod Taylor and Zach Wilson in the AFC. So out of what? How many teams? 16? Out of 16 teams, he's 14th in the AFC? Come on. Are, are, are we serious? So now let's go to the NFC just for fun, just because it's because it's fun. I'll take every NFC North quarterback. Yes, I'll take Andy Dalton. He's won his division numerous times against the Steelers and the Bank or Steelers and the Ravens. Yes, I'll take Jared Goff. He went to a Super Bowl. Two has eleven touchdowns. Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl. Say it out loud, please. I'll take every NFC North or uh, NFC South quarterback. Yes, Sam Darnold. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, I'll take Jameis Winston. Dude threw for like 50 touchdowns. No, that's a lie, but he threw for a lot of touchdowns. Hit 5,000 yards in a season. I'll take every NFC East QB over him except for Jalen Hurts. And if they started Gardner Minshew, I'd take Minshew over Tua. How about the NFC West? Yes, give me all of them over Tua. Kyler, yep, Russ, absolutely, it's not even close. Matt Stafford, that laughable. Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance, that's a joke. That's a joke of a question. It, it's really not even close. So that puts Tua above only Jalen Hurts, who I'll get to, Zach Wilson, because his team is abysmal, and Tyrod Taylor, who got stabbed by a medical trainer last year, so who knows how he's going to play. That puts him as the 29th best quarterback in the NFL right now. And if you if you made the smart decision and started Gardner Minshew over Jalen Hurts, he'd be the 30th best quarterback in the NFL. It, it's it's laughable. It's laughable. Right? So that's that's your guy. That's your savior in Miami. Okay? Okay, so Miami's telling you right now what they think of Tua. Brian Flores didn't even deny the fact that they're in trade talks for Deshaun Watson. He said, oh, you know, we look at every player and, you know, we do... It gave your generic, you know, Belichick disciple, you know, exactly what you'd expect him to say. Okay, okay, enough, enough. Real quick, Jalen Hurts, right? I was... Once again, correct about that. I said Jalen Hurts is not the guy, right? He's not the guy. I was once again right. They traded for Gardner Minshew and gave up a sixth-round pick for Gardner Minshew. (laughs) You think that the Eagles traded a pick for the best backup in football, probably, for no reason. You think a rebuilding team gave up draft capital for a backup quarterback for him to sit the pine. You are delusionally psychotic, if that's what you think. Gardner Minshew is 100% better than Jalen Hurts. It's really not even close. If you argue that Baker... Look, is Baker Mayfield better than Jalen Hurts? Yeah, I would say so. Baker Mayfield and Gardner Minshew are negligibly different statistically. It's really not close. They are the same height. They are the same weight. They ran the same college in, uh, in the same offense in college. Baker completes like 1.5% better on his throws. He's got like a 4-tick higher passer rating. Their touchdowns, like per year, Baker's got like 4 more. But he's got more picks. Minshew's a safer thrower of the football. And their yards, like per season, are like 50 yards off. It's laughable for you to sit here and say Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback. It's laughable for you to sit here and say Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback, period. He is so bad. He is terrible. He completes 51% of his throws. I saw him miss throws that middle schoolers make consistently. It's bad. 
It is not good. Okay? It'd be different. It's, it's, it's not like the Eagles are like a good team getting a good backup to ensure they don't like waste a year with a good roster. Like, like if the Chiefs went out and got Gardner Minshew, you'd be like, yeah. I mean, like, because even with Gardner Minshew, that's a competitive team. You're telling me Gardner Minshew with, an all, with that all-star roster wouldn't compete? He'd win some games, absolutely. But that's not the situation in Philadelphia. They went out there because they don't trust Jalen Hurts. Minshew's there deep, because deep down we all know Jalen Hurts is going to underwhelm. And by Thanksgiving, you could very well be starting Gardner Minshew, who, by the way, is way better, again, like I said, than anyone wants to admit. Look, he's better than Hurts. You'll see it. You'll see it. Hurts completes 51% of his throws. Historically terrible. All you guys want to hate on Sam Darnold? He completes like 58 59%, and that's still really bad. I'm right about both, okay? I'm right about Tua. I'm right about Jalen Hurts. The organizations are blatantly to your face telling you you just have to actually, you know, listen. Read between the lines a little bit. Just because Brian Flores doesn't straight up say, yeah, we're looking at Deshaun Watson doesn't mean he's not. It's frustrating, but I am glad that I'm right. Yeah. I'm very happy that I'm right. I knew I would be right. Like, I, this is a good sign. This is a step in the right direction of me being right for sure. Mm-hmm. We just need to see Hurts get benched and... uh and Tua get moved off of for uh, Deshaun Watson, and I will be very, very right. Right. That's absolutely correct. Whew, got me fired up there at the end. Gotta love it, though. Feels good to be back. That's it for this first segment. It does feel good to be back. Um, we'll be back with uh, Cam Newton news. Yeah, yeah. So don't go anywhere. Hey, guys, what's going on? It's the guys over here at The Issue. Excited to announce a new supplement opportunity for you guys through phoenix fitness spelled f n x capital f n and x use code tj2021 when you click the link in our link tree or go to fnx.com tj2021 it'll get you 15 percent off store wide go out and get yourself an am protein blend just drank mine orange dreamsicle my personal favorite flavor and then at nighttime you can recover with their wide variety of BCA amino acid recovery formulas as well with creatine, glutamine, um, nighttime protein blend, it's a PM blend, spice and melatonin in there, put you right to sleep. Go check it out, Phoenix Fitness. Yo, what is up? We are back, second segment here on the issue. I don't even know what day it is. What is that? It's the uh, September 1st, right? Yeah, September 1st. 1st of September, fall is upon us. Football which, season. I was just about to say, which means it's football season. College football actually started this past uh, weekend. I'm trying to think, I know UCLA won. Um, Illinois beat Nebraska, which God, Nebraska is so bad. Scott Frost is pretty much done there. It is such a good feeling, though. Even when any type of football comes back, even high school football. I know, like a bunch of teams around, uh, like Pennsylvania area, Pittsburgh area, uh, recently just had their week zero games, which is just always fun. Yeah, one of them actually uh, played that Bishop Sycamore team. Yeah, how'd that turn out? They won 19-7. Um, that's our first little bit of news here. So let's talk about what what is that Bishop Sycamore? Like what in the actual, I mean, blank, right? How does that happen? For those of you that don't know, you must be living under a rock, first of <laughs> all. I mean, it's all you could find on social media, but... This team called Bishop Sycamore, evidently out of Ohio, 
First of all, they they played. Oh God, who they play? They played someone from from uh, like the Whippeal. Really? On Friday night. Okay. And they told the the person from the Whippeal that you know they had like a like a almost like a JV team, kind of like how IMG has. But they have like a national team that plays a national schedule. Right. And they also have like a regular high school football team. And I remember the like the Hill Academy across lacrosse having that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So they were, you know, it was the same roster though, right? It was the same roster. So that same roster played Friday, flew to play or drove, I don't know, whatever, to play IMG on Sunday. It's a fake high school, first of all. Mm-hmm. The coach has an active arrest warrant. They went 0-6 last year. They're not even recognized by the state of Ohio as a high school or as like a, a, a sports team. They are really, really bad. First of all, they lost to IMG fifty-eight to nothing. <laughs> they looked non-competitive. They did look. First of all, red flag here. If they showed up the field wearing having different colored face masks, which they did, you should have known, right? Like one dude had a red face mask. You should have known. One guy had a gray one. Come on, like <laughs> you actually let them play like that? You can't look like that and play. Their uniforms look like they got them out of the dumpster. Like, yeah. Come on. Um. It says here, evidently they, you know, allegedly left behind, like, bad, unsettled checks, and they damaged hotel property. They've been living. A former, uh... Yeah, two invalid checks of uh, about four grand, almost. Wow. Wow. That's nuts. That's, I mean... I'm sorry, I'm just reading this. It's it's insane. Um, Like I said, active arrest warrant. The, The address is a house. The address to the... So the school's like a duplex in Ohio. Um, they, like, like I said, they were really, really bad. They tricked their way. They First of all, they lied about like the age of most of their players. Most of their players were like 20 up. They were like Juco, Juco players. And they got absolutely destroyed by IMG. I don't know how that makes them feel. But yeah, there was a bunch of Juco, Division three high school dropout players that claimed that they were all like of age and went and played for this team, they steal from grocery stores to eat. I mean, it's really like a, like a sad story on the... Like, I mean... It, it reminds the, the me... The coaches and whoever's administrating that team, that you are you are an absolute... Can't say it on here, but you are a terrible person and you should burn. Fa- like, period. Face value, it, it reminds me of a bench warmers meets um, longest yard type of deal. <laughs> Exactly. It's like a bunch of guys that, like it's not really a team, but it's kind of a team and they're gonna go play like a real team and you're like, What is going and on? And they have a bunch here? of scrapped together uniforms like in the longest yeah. yard and they yeah. have a convict. Yeah, as, as like a, literally the head coach is yeah. an active arrest warrant for like fraud and a I'm bunch of I'm telling you, stuff. it makes sense. We should look into this. Anyway, what else in the news? Wait, hold up here. There's another God, there was another article about it. Um, you know, also we could do, let's let's look at some of the cuts that were made. Right, obviously everyone's cutting down the roster to fifty three. There were like some some semi surprising, um, you know, cuts. Like who who got uh, cut here? Let's see. All right, we're just you know don't let. I was just looking at the page two seconds ago. I know uh, actually local guy Ben Denucci did get cut from the Dallas Cowboys, but he rejoined their practice squad. So that's not bad, right? Um, 
Give him some more experience. Give him yeah, some more time. Yeah, it could be worse. Let's see here. Bill Belichick says that it is. it was not a... COVID-19 vaccination issue with Cam Newton. That's a blatant lie right to your face, right? But I will say I kind of get it, right? So I'm upset that it came to this, but I kind of get it, right? For a team that's trying to compete and win games, right? You look at you look at Mac and Cam, they were pretty equal when it comes to the preseason and how they performed. If Cam's got to jump through all these hoops every week and get tested every single day and, you know, take uh, extra precautions doing this and can't meet at this time but can meet with these people, that's a pain in the ass. Like, why would you, you... You don't need to do that. Take Mac Jones. He's, you know, got the vaccine or whatever. Look, no, it's different. I think Cam on the Houston Texans, absolutely. Who cares if Cam has to test five times a day? He's better than Tyrod Taylor. Like, you know, you let Cam, you let Cam play there. I, I guess I get it from a Patriots perspective. I don't like it because it should be a professional thing. It shouldn't have to do with your medical history. But I, I guess I kind of get it a little bit. What do you think? Um, I mean, he says it's not about the vaccine, right? I think it's a lie. It could be. Either way, it still leads me to the same question. If you're going to cut him... That obviously, he's it wasn't a question of him starting. Why wouldn't you just still start Mac, let him play, but hold on to Cam, let him get tested five times a day? He doesn't need to be in those meetings. He's not the starter, but he's at least a backup, a viable option, just in case yet another Alabama quarterback can't get the job done. Do you think it's... You know, a coincidence that there's really no good Alabama quarterbacks in the league, and the two that are in the league right now are, are the two that we have talked about today already on this show and talked about just how bad they are. They're not good. They're not good. So there's two bad Alabama quarterbacks in the league. You're adding a third Alabama quarterback into the league. Yeah. Now he doesn't have a backup behind him that's worth anything. Anything. Yeah, like Brian, like Brian Hoyer is his backup. Like, this, when I saw it, I couldn't believe it, because I thought there's no way that Bill Belichick could make such a dumb decision, and such a, this is just a dumb decision. You don't bring in a rookie guy who has had a perfect offensive line, NFL caliber receivers since day one at Alabama, you don't bring him into the NFL, throw him right, throw in, the him right in and say, oh yeah, by the way, if you start to drown, we got nobody here to pull you back. Yeah, you have, you have underwhelming skill position guys. They have a decent offensive line, absolutely. It's ranked top five in the league. Running game is going to be eh, though. Defense is going to be okay. I do think he'll be okay just because it's a fairly good team, right? They they added a lot of decent pieces this year. Like I said, they're still underwhelming skill position-wise. You know, but Bill Belichick, he'll be able to coach him to some wins. I don't think it's terrible, but I agree. I don't I don't agree with I don't I, I would have kept Cam. I think also Cam came into camp as the starter and he did nothing to lose that job. So that that kind of bothers me a little bit. Um Okay, real quick, back to some of uh some of the, the, the surprising cuts that were made, right? Obviously Cam is the biggest surprise. Here's your, here's your boy Tennessee Titans here. 
I don't know how someone could be this bad, but you just spent a fourth-round pick on a guy named Dez Fitzpatrick, wide receiver. You already cut him. You spent a fourth-round pick on that dude, and you already cut him. That doesn't make any sense at all. No. None. Um, Little to none. Yeah, yeah none. <laughs> the uh, Eagles cut wide receiver Travis Fulgham. He was their leading receiver last year. That is such a Philadelphia Eagles move. Just like naming Jalen Hurts the starter is. <laughs> Dumb, stupid, and going to lead to losses. They named him the starter, let's keep in mind, like back in, like what was it, like February? The season Who? ended. Jalen Hurts? Yeah, Philadelphia. And they well, were they like, actually yep. just officially named him QB1 like like two days ago. But yeah, I mean, everyone yeah. knew, yeah. Everyone knew the starter. Um, the Raiders uh, released John Brown. I kind of expected that, though. Because he, first of all, he asked for a trade. And also, like, I, I think he he's getting up there in age right he wants to be somewhere where he can win and uh that's not the raiders um let's see nothing too shocking there nothing too shocking there either jacksonville jaguars release a fifth their fifth round pick from last year colin johnson he was from texas huh it's a little it's a little odd cutting him he wasn't terrible Washington football team cuts Peyton Barber. That makes sense. They have Antonio Gibson and uh, Jarrett Patterson. I think, uh, you know, I think that makes sense. Outside of that, there's really not any, like I said, there's not any shockers. Right. Yeah. So that is about it for NFL offseason. Yep, and that is also about it for this segment. We will be back, and we will be playing a game, Baker or stick around and find out. What's up, guys? It's the uh, boys here from The Issue. We just wanted to give the guys over at Rockville a formal shout-out. Yeah, they are fantastic. They have everything from lighting to audio for your car, your boat, and power sports, along with, you know, that's even where we got our new equipment for the studio. Yeah, no, absolutely. For some great equipment, um, hit up Rockville Audio. Check out their great prices um, for all your audio, uh, podcast, microphone needs. Yo, what's up? We are back. Segment three of the issue on September 1st. What is it, a Wednesday? It is Wednesday. And by the way, we're going to start doing shows Wednesdays and Saturdays now. Yeah, yeah. Two days a week. Starting next week. Starting next week. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll, oh. we'll have that as official announcement next week. Yeah. When's the NFL season start again? When's the first the, game? The ninth is the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. What's that, next Thursday? That's Thursday, and then the Sunday is the is 12th. It? No, it's not next Thursday. Yeah. Yep, the Thursday is the 9th, and that's the Buccaneers and the boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, yep, and then they play the first Sunday is the 12th. So, we will be getting you all of our first predictions in exactly a week. Exactly oh, a week, we'll have so our exciting. week one NFL predictions for well, you guys. We'll have our, our game, game one NFL predictions, and yeah. Saturday we'll do our whole week one. Right, right. Oh, that's going to be exciting. I'm so excited. Um, so, we have a game to play here. Baker Mayfield or... So, yeah, let me, let me, let's me let explain the inspiration behind why we're going to play this. Because the NFL players, I used to think that, you know, you can't fool the players, right? Whatever the players, you know, whatever they see on the field, they're probably right. You know, when they say that Patrick Mahomes is the best player, they're probably right. Well, they totally were wrong now, and I have no faith in the in the players of the NFL anymore. They said Baker Mayfield was the 71st best player. I could name 150 if you woke me up at 3 a.m. 
that are players that are better and impact winning and are more valuable for their football team than Baker Mayfield. He is so bad as a quarterback. Has anyone watched him play the Steelers? Anybody. Anybody on that list watch him? Cam Hayward had a quote that said, Oh, well, Baker's just able to capitalize on everything. Cam, you're stupid, point blank. You're point blank dumb. When did he capitalize? When he threw the ball right to Minka, who then ran it into the end zone? When did he capitalize? When he completed under 50% of his throws and had three picks against us? When, please show me when he capitalized on anything, Cam. Ugh. So anyway. Either way, <laughs> here is our game. It is Baker Mayfield or... or. Okay, so so you're gonna give me a quarterback. Are we gonna go just this year or the next three years? What are you thinking? So you suggested the game. You set the parameters. Let's do the next three years. Okay. Right. I think that's a good safe. You know, that's safe. Next three years. Okay. Um. So Baker Mayfield or blank. So good. First quarterback Baker Mayfield or Dak Prescott. I would go with Dak um, for a couple reasons. One being I think he's a better athlete than Baker. He can do more with his legs. And also, both of them are durable, so they don't have, like, an issue there. But also, Dak at the podium is phenomenal. Like, he is – he says all the right stuff. You you never have to worry about him doing anything extracurricularly wrong, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, throwing the football, they're both, you know, very average at that. So that's not really a factor. And also, Dak is locked into a contract for the next four years, so I have cost certainty with Dak. I know exactly what I have to pay him when I have to pay him. Baker is up for contract, so that could be a burden for the next year or so. Mm -hmm. So I would go Dak. Okay. Baker Mayfield or Derek Carr? I'll go with Derek Carr here. I I think they're a lot. Of, they're very similar quarterbacks. I think Baker's a little bit more gunslinger than Derek Carr, but they're both like very. I'm saying like similar in the same tier, I guess. Um, Baker's more of a gunslinger. Derek Carr is the life preserver that's been keeping the Raiders like above a two-win football team. Look, Derek Carr averages over four thousand yards a year, like twenty-six, twenty-seven touchdowns, and uh, you know, like ten picks. He's very Matt Ryan, and Matt Ryan won an MVP. So I don't. I don't get the slander behind Matt Ryan or Derek Carr, and I think he's better than Baker. He takes care of the football, and if if you gave Derek Carr what Baker has to work with, Derek Carr would 100% be an MVP candidate. Derek Carr was an MVP candidate when he had Amari Cooper to throw to. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield or Tua? This is like, I guess this was kind of a toss-up, but I would go with Baker here. I think Baker, first of all, I've seen him more. I know what I'm getting more with Baker. Tua is still really up in the air. And also, I don't love Baker, and I don't think athletically he's like all that special, but I do think he has a higher ceiling than Tua. Tua's, he's got a better arm than Tua. He has a little, honestly, he has a little bit more wiggle than Tua. He's got more swagger and more leadership ability than Tua, even though he's not quite as pristine uh, with his actions as Tua is. But yeah, I would go with Baker. He he wins more than Tua as well. Okay, Baker, Mayfield, or Carson Wentz? That's tough for me because Wentz hasn't shown the ability to stay healthy. And Baker has. But I'm going to go with Carson Wentz. Here's why. The next three years, he's probably going to be with Frank Reich, that's for sure. And Frank Reich is the reason that Wentz was an MVP candidate just, like, what, three years ago now? Um, I think he's going to figure out whatever's wrong with Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz is a bigger athlete. He's got a better arm. He moves 
he's more mobile and he like he moves better than Baker. And uh, like I said, his ceiling is a lot higher than Baker. So I, I would go with Wentz slightly. That's actually pretty close, though. Okay, Baker, Mayfield, or Joe Burrow? I'll go with Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow's ceiling is higher. Uh, behind a really, really bad offensive line and questionable skill players, he uh, you know, he threw for over 300 yards in a game five times. Um, two or through... Oh, we're not even talking about two. I'm stupid. But just for comparison, two or through under 100 yards three times, also as a rookie in the same circumstances. So it's pretty impressive what Joe Burrow did. Also, like... I, when you watched a game when they played each other, if you walked out of there saying Baker was a significantly better quarterback, I think you're you were kind of delusional a little bit. Like you you watched the game and you thought, oh, Baker's good, but like Joe, like look what Joe Burrow could be. Um, also, Joe Burrow's got some swag to him that Baker doesn't quite have. Baker almost tries to have the like Joe Burrow's got the swag that Baker wishes. Yeah, he had. you know right. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So I'd go with Joe Burrow. Okay. Baker Mayfield or Ryan Tannehill to finish it off? I would go with Ryan Tannehill, and I don't even think it's really all that close. Now, the only thing that Baker would have going for him is he's younger, but it's only three years out that we're doing this, and Tannehill will still be very viable in three years. Also, like, like Tannehill's more experienced. He's a grown-up in the room, absolutely won't grab his crotch on national television. Um, <laughs> he doesn't turn the ball over as much as Baker. He's got a way better passer rating. Um... I don't think it's. I don't think it's really all that close. Now I do think Baker's going to win more over the next couple of years, but I think that's due to what's around him. But yeah, Tannehill. I mean, I've seen no evidence. Tannehill, since he's gotten to Tennessee, is way better than Baker. So we could exclude Baker's rookie year and just do the last two years of Baker, and he's still a better. Or and, and Tannehill's still a better quarterback in that two-year span. It's it's really not that close. And I think Baker's had more to work with. I 100% agree. So to recap. <laughs> Took a lot of, you know, oars. I would take Dak over Baker. I would take Derek Carr over Baker. I would take Baker over Tua, though. I would take Wentz over Baker, but slight. That that's really really close for me. Baker's close there. Um, I'd take Burrow over Baker, and I would also take Ryan Tannehill over Baker Mayfield. So that just goes to show Baker Mayfield is not the seventy-first. Look, I don't, I don't understand how you could argue for any, for, argue for Baker for any of these. Play devil's advocate and try to argue anything. It's really, really hard. Like, you, you're you actually going to tell me that, that Baker's better than Dak? Dak was on a 6,000-yard pace last year. Is he better than Derek Carr? No, Derek Carr is the only thing keeping that franchise stable in, in Vegas, right? Look, you think Gruden is? Gruden's out of his mind. You think Mike Mayock? Mike Mayock's a fantasy football guru. Mark Davis? Mark Davis just bought a $14 million mansion that looks like the stadium he just built. That is ridiculous. Like, the whole franchise is out of their flipping minds. Yeah. And Derek Carr is the only sane thing and of any worth on that football team. Um, You know, I could hear the argument for Baker over Wentz. You're actually going to argue Burrow or Tannehill? They've both been better quarterbacks in the limited time that I've seen Burrow, and in Tannehill's two years in Tennessee, he's been a significantly better quarterback. I don't think it's it's that close, and I don't think any of them are top 100 players. Maybe Dak. I would say Dak's a top 100 player. Yeah. I'd say Derek Carr would be close. He'd be on the threshold of 100. But outside of that, you can't argue that any of those other players, you think Tua, Burrow, Wentz, Tannehill, I take all of them except for Tua over him, and none of them are top 100. So I don't right. I don't get the argument for Baker being 71. That's no. ridiculous. That's utterly ridiculous. Yeah. I think it just plays a lot into politics in the league, too. Yeah. Just, you know, who players like more and, and that voting and 
I don't know who makes the list, but they must be related to the people that adjust Madden. I would I would assume. Yeah, they're also ridiculous. Um, but I mean that's the that's the best guess I could venture. But either way, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, we will be back on Saturday. Um, are, right? are we doing no no on Wednesday, and then the following Saturday is when we we're going right, to do where we're going right, to do that. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So we will be back on Wednesday. Uh, go to our social media. We'll have a bunch of stuff up this week um, at the underscore issue podcast on Instagram. And then on Twitter, it is just at the issue podcast. Um, and then email us the issue mailbox at gmail.com. Guys, thank you so much for listening. That was the issue.